I think that's an important shift in focus for me. I'm not a caregiver per se. That's not who I am. That's part of how I respond to challenges, but that's not just who I am. That was Candy, one of my coaching clients, sharing a breakthrough moment with us from our before and after interviews. Welcome to Quiet Your Mind Shutter. I'm your host, Lucky, on Maui here in the heart of Hawaii. In the first half of today's episode, you'll hear Candy present some challenges of being a caretaker. Then I offer some suggestions to help her manage. In the second half, I check back with Candy a few weeks later for a follow-up interview to hear how God has been working in her life. I'm excited for you to hear this episode. I trust that your higher power will allow this podcast episode to help you in some way. Candy, I'm so glad that you're here with us today. I'm excited that you are allowing this podcast episode this coaching call to invite God to help you with some really challenging problems. And before we get to the problems and the solutions, can you tell us a little bit about your higher power, God, the spirit of the universe, heavenly mother, heavenly father, whatever you call that spirit that's so caring and loving to you. Can you tell us, tell us about your higher power? Um, I was born and raised a Unitarian Universalist, so I have uh, a fluid sense of higher power. Higher power operates within people, places, and things, as, as I understand that in my life. And whatever it is that comes to me, whether it's through another person, whether it's through um, a resource or an obstacle or uh, a challenge like <laughs> our whole city burning up two years ago. Um, I believe that my higher power is going to be of assistance and guard and guide me as long as I'm open and willing to listen and learn. And sometimes the lessons come in ways that I certainly don't expect. And sometimes it takes me um, becoming quite humble to learn what it is my higher power is bringing to me and what my higher power wants me to learn and to share because my higher power works through me to share with others. There's a community of goodness, a community of love, a community of courage, a community of support, whether it's through a simple smile for somebody in the checkout line in the grocery store, or whether it's a, a pat on the back and a thank you to the nurse who's working with my husband. My higher power surrounds me at all times in all places, and when all things. That is beautiful. Thank you so much. I love your definition of your higher power, that your higher power is working through people and places and things, and your higher power will guard guard you and guide you if you're willing and, and humble enough to listen. That's a good reminder to me to stay humble because my definition of humble is 
seeking and doing God's will. So it's not Lucky's will, it's God's will. And it sounds like you are practicing that on the regular. I love it. Thank you for that. Tell us about your caretaking responsibilities. Well, I came into my caretaking responsibilities in kind of a backhanded way. I was with my my stepdad, who whom I consider to be my dad, in the last three weeks of his life, um, supporting my mom because it was exceptionally difficult for her as he transitioned. Prior to that, I had supported my grandmother, my mother's mother, who um, had an equal hand in raising me, and I was with her for probably... Well, I'd been with her all of my life, actually, but the last few months of her life, I spent more intensely with her. And prior to that, I was with my maternal grandfather and helping my grandmother as he transitioned. When I married my second spouse, I did so with the idea that there were finally going to be activities and, and things to do places to go, people to see, sports to participate in, humor, joy, dancing, music. And within a very short period of time, that came not to be. He has severe emphysema at this point, has progressed to stage five, which is a terminal level of emphysema. He has chronic kidney disorder. And in terms of kidney disease, he's at a stage four, which is one level down from being terminal for kidney disease. He's ineligible for consideration for dialysis because he has heart issues and the lung issues. He has a genetic deficiency called alpha-1 antitrypsin disorder, which affects him in that there are certain components in his body that are not given to his lungs to promote elasticity. And his lungs, as a result of 42 years of smoking and other kinds of exposures, toxic exposures, have reduced his ability to use his lungs. This hasn't been a joyful episode for him, and he's pretty angry about it. And his anger prior to our getting together, uh, alienated him from his family. And once we got together, I was not aware of the alienation. So it's left him pretty much alone. And his caretaking responsibilities are solely up to me. It's not something he's participatory in or willing to participate in. It's pretty resistant because he's angry. Mm-hmm. He's angry with himself, and it it makes it challenging because mm-hmm. finding joy, finding a common resource to appreciate um, and and share a partnership is really hard. I've become a caregiver partner rather than a relationship partner. Mm-hmm. And that transition has been really sad for me. Wow. It sounds like you are, whoo, you got some major responsibilities. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm guessing that it's 
very relatable to a lot of people listening because a lot of people have have responsibilities that are absolutely overwhelming and it's just nonstop every day and for the foreseeable future and you are you are not alone i'm so glad that your higher power is here with you and that other people are 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 walking the same path with you so thanks for being brave enough to do it and then to and then to share about it what are we asking higher power to help with is there anything specific within your life that within your caretaking responsibilities that that you're asking for help with I think that that's probably a two-pronged question. I ask my higher power for help not to feel alone and lonely, even though I'm not alone. I need to be humble enough to take an opportunity to appreciate the, the paths that cross mine that might support or uh, offer even a few moments of respite, humor, appreciation. It's, it's hard for me to receive care from others because whatever I know I take in has to go out. And there's the old memory in my mind from my grandmother who said, you know, you can't be selfish. It's not okay to be selfish. You need to give everything that you have away in order to be able to receive more. And if you take something for yourself, that's really an insult. You're being unkind. You're keeping someone else from kindness. So it, I guess that's the other part of the prong that, you know, I... I'm asking and I really need to feel a partnership with my higher power. And yet I have this feeling in the back of my heart, in the back of my head that said, you can't take it because somebody else needs it. It's a real difficult path to, to walk. And some days, some days it's, it's hard to, hard to be peaceful with, hard to be quiet with. And yet it sounds so selfish to share with somebody else because I don't know the path that they're walking and I don't want to add to their to their burden. Ah, I just bless you so much, Candy. This is I really think this episode's gonna help a lot of people because Wow, these are some these are some real issues that you're you're dealing with. They're they're coming to the forefront with everything that you're going through. And I'm glad that you're open to God healing you through this very difficult process. Thank you. It it just makes me wonder because you know the the belief that you're never given more than you can handle at any one time is a challenging one. I look some days and I, I think, you know, how am I going to have the strength to do this? I, I have a degenerative bone disorder in, in the lumbar portion of my back and lifting and carting stuff and pushing and pulling. It can be quite disruptive. Mm -hmm. So I can go in and, and 
go shopping. I can pick up orders at the store, but I still have to get them from the vehicle into the house. And, you know, just taking simple things like that, trying to help my husband on the wheelchair move from the vehicle into the house or from the house out to the vehicle on a ramp. He's not able or sometimes willing to do even the little things that that might be of help because he's really used to not taking the time to see what he can do. It's easier for someone else to do it for him. And when the doctors have said, but we want you doing these things, it has been a challenge to find ways to help him do those things so that it doesn't seem like I'm directing him or telling him what to do. Those are challenges too. A lot of the medical responsibility falls back on me. He he has five different specialists and it becomes my responsibility to coordinate among all of them on his behalf and to let each one of them know in their own special expertise what it is that's working or not working, um, what it is that could be helpful. It's required a lot of study and <laughs> I've gained medical expertise that I wish I didn't have to. I'm grateful because at times it allows me to offer my husband consolation. At times it allows me to integrate two or three of his specialists together, you know, to say, okay, what about what's going on right now? How do I help? How do I balance medications? There's so much responsibility that is put on a caregiver for someone with COPD and emphysema, which is a, a, a COPD, and, and a kidney disease. It, it's up to that caregiver to balance those medications and make sure someone who's receiving them doesn't get sicker. You've got a lot riding on your shoulders. These are big decisions. That's amazing. The, the level of responsibility that you have. And I'm so glad that you already have a relationship with your higher power, because some people get into a really tough spot and they don't have a higher power to learn on, to lean on. And they, they can start a relationship at any time with each of us can start a relationship or rekindle a relationship with a higher power at any time. And I'm so glad that you have that in place. That's awesome. So I've been taking some notes here and I have a couple of suggestions that I come up with for you. Great. From my newest personal development book, Quiet Your Mind Chatter, there's um, in the back, the very last chapter are journaling prompts and prayers. And this one section is called Your Needs and Wants Are Important. Getting your needs met starts with knowing what you need. But asking, what do I need, can be vexing if you have been pretending that your needs are being met, or if you've known full well that you are unsatisfied but have been pretending that now is not the time to take action. It can feel terrifying to uncover the gap between your current situation and your desired situation because you might feel simultaneously pressured to change but powerless to do so. 
As you reflect on your needs and wants using the following prompts, ask your higher power to walk you through any disturbing thoughts and emotions that arise. You can also seek professional help from a therapist or coach. And then the three bullet points that I have for either you can use it as a journal prompt or a prayer. What do I need? Who or what is opposing me and getting what I need? What will my life look like if I do or if I don't get what I need? So this is my homework assignment for you for the for this next week, if you're open to it, is to reach out for help. And then there's also an effort, couple of affirmations that we can hone in. The first affirmation that I started is God's love is infinite or God's love is bottomless or God's love never runs out. And then the second affirmation is the more I receive, the more I have to give, because it sounds like you were taught by your grandmother to be in scarcity mindset. And if you, if you take too much of the goodness for yourself, Candy, then there's not going to be enough left over for everybody else. Bless her. And she was doing her best to protect you. And that's what she learned, I'm guessing, from her parents and grandparents. Um, but that's simply not true. There is an infinite amount of love and resources in the universe. There's plenty for you. And when you receive all that you need. There's still plenty for me. There's still plenty for absolutely everybody else. What are your thoughts on that? I think those those journaling points, the affirmations really would be critical for me at this time because it's easy to slip back into thinking I don't have the time to take for me. I I need to be just the caregiver. I need to be just making sure everything is okay. And one thing that that my mom said to me was, when you're in the airplane, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad for that. So let's start with the affirmation. So which of these or maybe all of them resonate with you? God's love is infinite. God's love is bottomless. God's love never runs out. God's love never runs out. I mean, I got goosebumps as you said that. So I know that I'm receiving a message. And I thank you for that. Because when I get goosebumps, I know it's something I'm supposed to be listening to and something to take to heart. Bless those goosebumps. Message yeah. <laughs> back from God to your Yes. And then the second one, the more I receive, the more I have to give. I think that's really true because you can't give what you don't have. And as I have had a great deal of assistance from hospitalists and the doctors, you know, I, I have the the kidney specialist, my husband's kidney specialist, when I was first going in there as as my husband's support person, he put his hands on my knees and looked straight at me. And he said, but what do you need? And of all of the medical people that I've been with in all of the years of my life, he was the first person who ever said that to me. It almost brought me to tears. 
And I said to him, you're the first person who's asked me that. Beautiful physician, beautiful physician, beautiful man, kind, good man. I get the sense I can build from that and say the more the more you give and the more you receive, the more you have to give to others. That's going to be really helpful. It's hard, I think, as a caregiver to think that you need to take the time for yourself. In all of these years, I think I've had two days that I've taken four hours to go with my sister and have left someone else with my husband. Not that he needs constant care, but that he will make a need for constant care. I need to be able to come into my safe room where I am right now, into my into my happy place, my sewing room, <laughs> and really reflect on what you're saying. That's going to be important to, to open up to that and really believe and soak it in. Because in spite of what I'm doing and in spite of my husband's condition, there's still life that's mine. Yes, absolutely. You are separate from him. You are separate from your caretaking duties when you when you decide to and it's totally fine to go into your sewing room take off that caretaker hat and so that's my suggestion is once a day for the next week I'll check in with you a week from now if that sounds okay once mm -hmm. a day go into your sewing room take off that caretaker hat take off that caretaker cloak that big heavy coat that you wear around that has your characteristics <laughs> on it and write each of the affirmations and I'll, I'll send them to you. God's love is infinite or wait, God's love never runs out. Never runs out. Yes. And so you're going to write that once and you're going to just sit with that for a moment, breathe it in. God's love never runs out, breathe it out. God's love never runs out. And then the, write the next one. The more I receive, the more I have to give. And then you're going to breathe that in. The more I receive, and you're going to breathe out. The more I have to give and say those things out loud. Think them in your head. And then you can get up and go back to your caretaking duties. Literally, if, if that's all the time that you have is to go in, shut the door, write the affirmation, breathe in and out, write the second affirmation, breathe in and out. Cool. And then go back to your your partner and 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 do that the rest of the day that's enough that's enough because the the goal is to make this the no matter what i'm going to do this once a day for the next seven days because if we make it lengthy well you need to sit in there for 15 minutes or <laughs> 10 minutes or five minutes literally could take just a what two minutes to do this maybe one minute each or maybe three minutes and you think, I don't have time, I don't have the energy, wait a second, I'm just going to one time, write it, breathe it, write it, breathe it, I can run back out that door again, but I've had just a little bit of time to myself to remember that I am my own woman, I am my own spirit, I am my own human, I am a daughter of the divine, and I'm not a caretaker right now for this little pocket of precious time, I'm just going to sit here and be with me and be with my higher power. I think that sounds good. Very good. And if you have more time, 
if he's, you know, down for a nap or whatever, and you can take more time. You can set the timer for 10 minutes or you can sit in there for a half an hour and extra. That's totally fine. That's a bonus. But just doing it once a day, perfect. You're going to get a gold star blue ribbon for that when I check in with you. <laughs> that is very doable. Very doable. We like doable. We like doable. Okay. And then my second suggestion is to reach out for help twice this week. For three days, do this affirmation. On the end of that third day, call someone or text someone or email, whatever, however you communicate with your people and ask for help in some way. It could be, can you come over tomorrow and we can go for a walk around the block? Or can you bring a head of lettuce tomorrow and I'll bring radishes and we'll have a salad together. Or it could just be, do you have a few minutes to talk? And we talk on the phone for a few minutes. It, it, it doesn't have to be anything major. It could just be a phone conversation. That sounds good. I have a friend who texts me regularly who asks me to call at three in the morning <laughs> and that would be it would be good to be in touch with her okay perfect twice this week between now and when I talk to you a week from now I want you to reach out for help twice so first three days you can call her call someone else and then um, either call her again or, or if, if you can reach out reach out to someone different mm -hmm. And are you able to, is it comfortable for you to get outside and go for walks? Um, that's not something he likes for me to do. Hyperventilates, mm -hmm. doesn't exchange air real well, and he'll pass out. Mm -hmm. And um, he's been severely injured a couple times, head injury, and um, he's gotten bumps and bruises. Mm -hmm. So I, I have to be very careful about leaving him alone. So if you leave the house, that sounds like it's really stressful for you because you could come back and he could be hurt and then you need to deal with that. Where if you just stay in the house, that's sounds like that's challenging, but less challenging than going outside. It is. Okay. It is. My outside time, I can sort of extend a little bit as I'm carrying things in from the van. I have to be careful with my back, though, because that can be painful, but there are ways to really need to walk around the van, check it out to make sure the tires are the right, <laughs> the right stage of, of uh, air that all is well with, with the van and other things. I, I do have a friend across the street um, who cares for a young woman who's wheelchair bound and she has, often said that she would come over and sit with my husband for a few minutes so we could talk on the front porch, for example. Mm -hmm. And he would see me talking to a caregiver and that would be okay because it, it would be somebody that he knows is a caregiver for him too. That sounds excellent. I suggest that once a day you get outside and either check on the van or ask the caregiver across the street to come and sit with you on the porch because being outside I think is wonderful 
even if you're not on some wonderful nature work, just going out to your van and taking a breath and looking at the sky and looking at trees. Tell me about the trees. You live in you live in Oregon, man. Oregon's got some <laughs> trees. Tell me about the trees that are around your property. We lost the majority of our trees in the fires uh, of 2020. We were in that horrible fire and we had to be evacuated. So what we had that was still standing last summer. 2021 got burned to a crisp when we had 118 degree day and it just burned all of our evergreen foliage so our trees right now are in a state of healing and I I guess that's fitting for for me too (laughs) thinking about it in that perspective our forests and our shrubbery is is in recovery. They suffered a blow and they've got a scar and they're going to heal around their scar and grow around their scar and be proud that they have the ability to have a scar. I like it. So you're all healing together. So that's that's a one more one last suggestion for this week is when you do go outside to walk around your van when you do go outside to say hello to your neighbor maybe sit on the porch take a moment to look at the trees look at the shrubs look at the plants and just send them love because you you have an abundance of God's love flowing through you and you can send that to those beautiful wonderful trees that need healing and then through that you're channeling God's love and then you get healing as well as the trees. That's amazing. I love it. First, when you said your trees are all burnt up, I'm like, man, <laughs> but the way you put <laughs> it, I love it that they're healing and they're regrowing and they're going to grow back stronger. And you're right there with them. You're all on the same team and your neighbor across the street, who's a caregiver. That's amazing. This, this community that you have this little pocket of love and healing and abundance because God is swooping in to to just be there with you and bless you in every way through these challenges, Candy, just through these challenges. And this too shall pass. We are finite and as humans, our circumstances are finite. And I'm I'm glad that you're you're relying on your higher power through this part of your journey. Thank you. I really appreciate your perspective on what it is that I'm saying, because it's really hard sometimes to be objective from your own perspective on yourself. (laughs) And that encouragement is essential. It really is saying that even though you're, you're faced with all kinds of challenges, the challenge isn't who you are. It's how you manage. And how you manage is who you are. I think that's an important shift in focus for me. I'm not a caregiver per se. That's not who I am. That's part of how I respond to challenges, but that's not just who I am. What label can we choose for you today? I am a woman. I am God's daughter. I am what's something that's separate from, and yes, you choose to do caretaking tasks, But what can we write as I am? The first thing that comes to my mind when I breathe that in is I am accepting of where I am and 
I am looking forward to where I'm going. So I guess from that perspective, I would have to say I am the child of my higher power and I am learning and growing, even though it isn't always comfortable, but I I can do it. I can make it through if I reach out and accept what my higher power allows my path to cross with. And with my higher powers, support and love to accept the crossroads and the gifts that they bear. Okay, how about this? I am a student of the divine universe. That sounds like me. Exclamation point. (laughs) Yes. In one of my former lives, like you, I was a teacher. So I am a constant student because as a teacher, you are a student always. I love it because you are so open to learning whatever it is that your higher power is teaching. It sounds like what your higher power is teaching is to receive. Candy gets to receive and you get to receive (laughs) knowledge and blessings. And as a student, you get to receive gold stars and trophies and A pluses. And a community of like-minded souls. Mm -hmm. That's great. Thank you. You are welcome. So I will check with you a week from now to see how, see how the students been doing with their homework. Sounds great. Look forward to it. Thanks, Candy. Blessings. I'm excited for you to hear the conclusion of this episode in which Candy shares about her progress in self-care. I love working with Candy and with my other coaching clients. If you are curious about my coaching services, you can message me through wellnesswithlucky.com, through Facebook at wellnesswithlucky, or Instagram at wellnesslucky. Welcome back, Candy. Good to see you today. Well, it's good to be with you, Lucky. Candy and I have been working together over the last few weeks, and I'm so excited to share with you all or have her share with you all the progress that God has been making in her life. So last time we spoke on our podcast, we suggested, I suggested that Candy work on getting her needs met. Your needs are important. Your wants are important. She has been caring for her husband and she at that time was open to starting to receive more support through respite, through humor, through appreciation. Um, receive more support from others. So give us the update, Candy. What have you been working on? What progress have you made? What setbacks have you experienced in receiving support to get your needs and wants met? My higher power has been giving me such amazing people and opportunities. Lucky, it's been great. My neighbor came over yesterday unexpected, unannounced, and mowed my lawn, which is a half an acre. And that was amazing. And while he was mowing, my sister and brother-in-law came up for a respite opportunity. And as they were driving in, they saw this brown cloud <laughs> in our, our home area and stepped on the gas because they were afraid that 
we were burning up, but it was just the dry dust from the lawn <laughs> instead of smoke, thank goodness. So my sister and brother-in-law were here, and my brother-in-law stayed with my husband while I did some sewing and mending in my happy room with my sister. So those were two unexpected gifts, and it was just great. The other unexpected gift was my neighbor across the street sent her nephew over to help me unload a huge order of groceries that had been delivered. What a great delight. I, it was just a pleasure. I'm so glad that you have been receiving support. So tell me about your neighbor mowing your grass. Did your neighbor ask you about it or your neighbor just went ahead and did that? He just went ahead and mowed. He was out mowing his and he mowed mine. I mean, it's almost it's like mowing the weeds at this point, right. but right. it's just it was just so thoughtful, so kind. How did you respond to receiving all of those gifts of support? With hugs and gratitude and gracious smiles. Thank Yay. you so much. I'm so glad. Yes. And I'm so glad that you have been focusing on some time in your prayer and meditation and journaling over the last few weeks and receiving support, asking for support focusing on your needs, focusing on your wants and your desires. And it sounds like the universe is meeting you where you are. The meeting, the universe is rushing to, to fulfill your needs and wants and desires and to give you that support because you have been asking for it. You've been sending out vibes that you're open to it. And then when it arrives, you've been blessing it with kisses and hugs and vibes of gratitude. That is very true. The unexpected, it's like angels unaware. Kindness that you give out comes back. Sometimes it comes back when you least expect it and need it the most. That's awesome. Also, can you share with us, I, I've i been encouraged with how much you've progress you've been making, and I'm excited for listeners to hear about moving out of scarcity mindset practicing the truth that God's love never runs out and that the more you receive, the more you get to give. Can you share a little bit about that? I would be glad to, because I think that the examples we just talked about show what it is like to be open to receiving things. I mean, I felt I needed to do it all by myself for so long. And once I started just sending up prayers for opportunities to ask. I was met without even having to ask in person. And I, I can't express what that feels like without getting fearful because people have been so kind. You know, when I said thank you, thank you so much, in each instance, I was met with, but you did such and such for me. And it's really my pleasure to repay you because there's never been anything before I've been able to do for you. That really opened my eyes, my pretending not to need help and then just letting go with that pretense really opened up the universe to sending me help. Yay. I love I love how you put that, that you're you're letting go of the pretense that you don't need help. And then that opens you to the universe 
rushing forth with everything that you need, getting all of your needs met and, and working towards getting some of your desires met too. You got to spend some precious time in your sewing room. Oh my goodness. With your sister. That's amazing. It was really fun. I love to sew. Absolutely love to sew. And that cheered me immensely. And it cheered her immensely. She's still sending me little thank you notes, you know, little texts. Oh, well, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. From my perspective, it took five minutes, literally five minutes. And yet it meant the world to her. I'm glad we're both happy. Yes. And what can I ask are you working on in your sewing room? Do you do home decoration? Do you sew clothing? What are your passions? I do all kinds of things. I do quilting. I've made masks. I paint and then quilt the fabric or sew the fabric into all kinds of things. I do home decor. I've done clothing. I've done accessories. I've been sewing since I was eight years old. Sewing and painting are my my real loves, my passion that I could melt away in and spend days and not even know it. I'm so glad that you had a chance to get your batteries recharged, and I'm excited that you're going to continue with these practices to ask the universe for support, and you can be more direct about it. Call people on the phone, ask them, hey, <laughs> do you have any time this week to come over for for rest, but I'm excited to get my sewing room again. I am certainly looking forward to that. And in fact, one of my friends who has a community garden left a bag on my porch and asked me to make some curtains for her. So, you know, the universe is looking out for both of us. <laughs> yes, I love it. And then the last thing I wanted to cover today was something that we had worked on that I had suggested to you. So every week, Candy and I have been meeting to discuss how things have been going with the previous week's homework assignments, suggestions, and then to come up with just one or two or three smallish things to, to do each week because we're all very busy. I know with Candy, oh my goodness, with her caretaking duties, she's super busy. But one of the things that uh, Candy worked on is First thought, second thought. So first thought just happens. I have some kind of negative thought, negative emotion. I have no control over that. We have no control over that. So her first thought is I am a caretaker and we just let that go. Send that to the moon, the sun, the sky, let it float away, give it to our higher power, take it away. And then our second thought, we get to choose. That's where we get some choices. Second thought, Candy has been practicing is I am a student of the divine universe. Just taking off that caretaker hat. First thought, I'm a caretaker. It's my role. I got nothing else to do because that takes up all of my time and energy. That's first thought. Bless that thought with love. Let it go. It doesn't belong to us. And then she's been choosing the second thought that I am a student of the divine universe. So Candy, take it away. What Tell us about being a student of the divine universe. Oh, man, I feel like I'm in kindergarten and I have so much more to learn. And there are things that have opened up to me, like like the kindness that I can receive, that I'm worth receiving kindness. I kind of had some mixed messages about that when I was growing up. And it took some time to let go of 
the feelings that there are other people who deserve things more or if you take something away from the universe then you know that's just really not right that's being selfish and yet the kindness that has been returned to me has given me such an education this week such an education the universe is a kind place if you allow it to be kind to you with all the the really sad things going on in the world with the wars and the hurt and the pain that people are imposing on others it can be pretty overwhelming and what i have learned is that i can only be a part of the solution in my own one person way i can't solve everything but if i give myself an opportunity i can make the world a better place one thought one blessing one gift one rescued animal one smile uh, one kindness at a time what i have learned in threefold fourfold this week is that you can give out blessings but pretty soon they're going to come back to you it's recognizing and accepting them that makes you a better person and makes the universe a whole lot better for the people who are in your spiritual sphere in your path i never know when the smile i might share with someone really boosts their day when i'm at the hospital i gave a cactus to a friend from mexico who's working at the hospital she was tearful for receiving a cactus so that was my message from the divine universe that even things with prickles bring smiles of joy thank you thank you for helping me open up to that and be a willing recipient and a willing learner i don't have to be a martyr to the rest of the world and refuse its gifts i can celebrate them Yay, I celebrate with you and I love how you see the big picture that there's all kinds of challenging things going on in the world and then you bring it down to what you can do. You can smile at another person in the hospital because a lot of people I'm guessing in hospitals could use an extra smile and you have such a giving wonderful heart. God can just give a little bit of relief to that person through you just in that moment and that's enough. And then we can still work on the bigger world problems, but with a heart of gratitude instead of despair, because we are taking action to ask for and receive what we need. And I'm so glad that you have made a shift, you've made a change, and you're receiving God's blessings even more than you have in previous weeks. Yes, thank you so much. It feels like, in some ways, the weight of the world is off my shoulders. Awesome. I think that's a good place to wrap up. Well, thank you again, Candy. It's been such a pleasure working with you and I send you with blessings and aloha. For support in your journey ahead, I invite you to read or listen to my latest personal development book, Quiet Your Mind Shatter, available as an ebook at wellnesswithlucky.com, as paperback on Amazon, and as an audiobook on Audible. That's Quiet Your Mind Chatter by me, Lucky McCullough. Special thanks to Tessa Support, marketing strategist and all-around amazing IT support person. Tessa, thank you. You can find Tessa at ashforddigital.com. 